A very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show, where we help dentists create a bigger future. This is Naren, your host. Today, I'm super excited to have Gary Cady on the show. Gary is the CEO of Next Level Practice, a firm that has been recognized as Dentistry Today's leader in dental consulting since 2004. Gary and his team have helped more than 4,000 dental practices, 6 million patients, and have helped create 50,000 weeks of vacation. And it doesn't end there. They have also created an extra billion dollars in increased collection for their clients. Gary is also a prolific author who has written several books and a serial entrepreneur. The books that you might have heard of are Million Dollar Dentistry. And his latest book is Dentistry for Millennials. Gary, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. Narain, thank you for finally inviting me. It's such a privilege to be with you and um, just a, the group of dentists that you uh, have the privilege of working with. So grateful to be here today. Thank you very much, Gary. And um, one of the attributes of the most successful people is that they are very grateful. So I do appreciate, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you saying that because, you know, like the bigger they become and, uh, uh, you know, the more successful they become, the humbler they become. So I think um, I know a lot of the dentists here are looking for role models. So I do appreciate your gratitude. Thank you. Um, now, I'm you sure bet. many people know you, Gary, but uh, I'm sure there are some who may not know you as well. So I would like you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your story. Who are you? Where did you come from? And where are you today? Oh, my gosh. Narain, you know, I'm a street kid from Jersey, you know, came from a tumultuous childhood, um, you know, looked for peace. And I found that in uh, learning how to run a small business since I was eight years old. Um, I don't know, back in the day, they had these things called stretch bottles. They were like Pepsi bottles that they were stretched and we used to sell them to you know, carnivals and, and novelty shops. And we would just do novelty goods. My family had a small business doing that. And I learned the basics of small business there. And then I, um, as I grew, went to college, went to Rutgers University. And then um, from there, I really realized that I could never work for someone and I needed to start my own business. And I found the only franchise, I went to Entrepreneur Magazine and I found the only franchise that I could afford. It was $15,000. And it was Money Mailer, which is a direct mail, cooperative direct mail piece. Um, it's like Valpac, Money Mailer, there's a few of them. And basically, you would go out and you would um, find advertisers and then you would mail it to the local area. You know, there'd be like pizzerias and restaurants and dentists and chiropractors. And it's so funny because I got my real education by interviewing thousands of small businesses and found out their best practices and found out their common heartaches. And little did I know through interviewing them so I could uh, have the ability to market them. Um, it really gave me good insight on how to run a small business. And um, I'm really passionate about that. And what I really found was I'm looking at dental practices and I'm saying, who the heck sent these men and women out into the world trying to run a business. You know, they're healthcare providers and the business model that they were deploying, I got to see very quickly. I was bringing patients to the front door, like a hundred new patients a month, and then they would be going out the back. 
and the team didn't want to be there. They were disgruntled. The doctor had to be a banker and a marketer and all these things. And I'm sitting here. If you miss that half hour in dental school that they went over, mar- you know, marketing and advertising and leadership and management, you were pretty much screwed. So I said, that's my asset. That's my unique ability. And I'm going to, I sold my marketing business and um, started going in out of my trunk um, one practice at a time. And I, I was really, my expertise was in the, the bigger practices because I had a business mind. I would do the three, four, $5 million practice and take them up in a million in a year. And I would charge a hundred thousand for that. So it was a good 10 times return on investment. And I put systems in and everybody was happy. And I did that for a bunch of years. And then we've evolved to what we're going to talk about today, which is, you know, 2018 and how to run a practice in today's world. But that's, that's how I got here. That's the basic, um, you know, journey that I've taken. Right. I mean, a few things um, I picked up on what you said in our prior conversation is that um, you kind of look at life as a box of chocolates. You know, you are open to possibilities. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you don't see problems. You see opportunities. Uh, you know, even as the world mm-hmm. changes, you know, you adapt, you learn, you grow. And, um, and then you try to help others. You try to, you know, take what you're good at, which is, which is your unique ability. And you figure out how do I help others create a bigger future? So. Uh, these yeah. are all well, awesome. it wasn't always that way. So tell me. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So you said it's not always like like that way. So I would love. It to wasn't know. always that way. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more. Like, what were some of the lessons you learned, and uh, what are some of the you know, like sometimes we don't talk about our mistakes and our you know our our, our, our follies, but you know, but I guess the great, uh, the most successful people they are very open and they are very honest. So what are some of the lessons you learned along the way? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, um, I wasn't, you know, I was happy, but I wasn't really happy. Like if you would have looked at me from the outside, Noreen, and I apologize for stepping on you. I'm just so excited to talk to you today. I'm like, I want to, I want to chat with you and I, I'm stepping on you. So I apologize for that. Um, cool but for I, I, yeah, I, you know, I become being brought up in a tumultuous home. I was looking for serenity and peace. And, um, I found it in, in business and helping others. You really nailed me. Um, you know, got me really well. Um, but what happened was, um, you know, if you, if you look from the outside, you'd be like, wow, highly successful guy, you know, sharp looking guy dresses well, nice car, you know, beautiful woman, you know, has it all handled. And I really did. I was very low self-esteem. I wasn't confident who I, who I was. I, I didn't have a lot of support structure when I was growing up. And, you know, I, I don't blame, it, it's been a gift. It, it, it's not, not something that it, it, I did blame it for a long time that I got hit as a kid and, you know, I was in an alcoholic home and all that stuff. And, you know, the journey takes you where the journey takes you, Noreen. And, and um, for me, um, it took me to um, a place of, pain and I got to a place of pain and how I dealt with my pain was through workaholism. I was a sad and lonely kid. I was sad and lonely as an adult. I'm still sad and lonely today, but when I can name it, I can tame it. And I've done tons of work on the psychology and the thinking behind being a great leader and, um, and coming from a place of purpose and transforming the pain into um, possibility. And, um, you know, one of the things that changed my life was, you know, my nickname in, in college was Party Fresh, you know, just add a little alcohol to me and I'm, I'm off to the races. Um, but guess what? It doesn't work when your son's diagnosed with autism and your wife wants to leave you and, um, you know, you're about to lose your business. You know, you think it's all, you know, you're blaming people for your circumstances. And that's what I was doing. 
and I wasn't taking responsibility. And my wife said, look, you don't have to quit drinking, but you can't stay here. We're going to get this kid healthy. You need, you know, you, you're going to do what you're going to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you can't hang with me. And it was my turning point. Like we're gifted turning points. And if you haven't had one as a listener, um, I, I would love to hear yours. And, um, but if you haven't heard, if you haven't had one, you can, and it doesn't have to be excruciating, excruciating, painful, but you know, the, the best entrepreneurs in the world, the best leaders in the world I found are in is those that face the boogeyman. And I had to face the boogeyman and now I'm 10 years sober. Um, from that day, my wife called me and, um, said, you can't stay here. And I decided I wanted to stay. And that was 10 years ago. And May 1st, I'm coming up on my, my 10 year, um, anniversary and, uh, happily married. My wife is my best friend and crush. And she was, she was that, and then she wasn't. And then, uh, my son is off the autism spectrum. So, you know, like you said, if you're looking for solutions, you can find them here. If you're looking for problems, you can find those too. It's, it's where you have your attention. Right. And how you look at the world, right? It's the same world. It's just some people look at it one way and the others look at it another way. And, uh, and uh, you can, I mean, like every opportunity usually comes as a problem. You know, Steve Jobs was kicked out of the very company he founded, but he later on in that Stanford speech says that might be the best thing that ever happened to him. You know, he needed it. Yeah. And, and, uh, but it's just yeah. how you yeah. take it and how you respond to it. It's not really what happens to you. Yeah. And that's what I admire about you. I admire that about you and like how you look at and create, you know, um, your businesses and this podcast and, you know, just getting to know you. Um, I see that in you and um, it's nice to work with someone like that. Yeah. And I also will share something personal. I haven't told too many people. Um, five years ago, I woke up and I kind of had everything I wanted to accomplish that I put my mind to 10 years ago. And I felt like crap. I felt like, mm -hmm you know, depressed mm. and, you know, really, really bad. And the reason is now what, right? Um, and then you start realizing, you know, these external things doesn't make you happy, these outside things. Really what makes you happy is serving others, uh, making a difference, yep. uh, doing the things yep. you love. And we both called it unique ability, right? Um, yep. A lot of the things like a new car becomes an old car in 24 hours. You know, it becomes a headache. Now you have to park it, you have to clean it, you, have, you know, <laughs> you know, all those That's things great. that come with it. So I think um, as we grow, we have to keep changing the map we have, right? You know, like you have a map of New York from 10 years ago, you're going to get lost. You need a new map. Um, that's for sure. That's for sure. And, and two, like, you know, what I found is in, in the decades, like we treat every, you know, making a difference for people uh, rings true for a lot of people. But like, when you're in your in your 20s and 30s, you're in acquiring mode, you know, when you're in your 40s, your your empire is built and then and then transforming that into your 50s, which is, you know, if you don't, I call it the three A's or, um, or P, which is adrenaline, adultery, or addiction. Um, or our purpose. And what I found is I treat when we coach different people in different stages of their life, um, we do this work so that they can know where they are because what I wanted in my thirties is not what I want in my, now I'm in my fifties, early fifties. So, you know, and, and really understanding the decades and that's why I became a millennial. I didn't, I didn't tell you, but I, I decided I got my millennial card. I, I worked hard for it the last four years. I got in the bubble of what it's like to live as a millennial and we built our new program called Gayborgs. Yeah, so talk to me about millennials. What do you think millennials want? Or how do you think they see the world versus somebody who's not a millennial? 
Yeah, well, they get a bad rap, first of all. we I'm going to say we get a bad rap because I've chosen – look, I couldn't make myself younger, but I believe that a uh, a practice without a millennial mindset is a practice without a future. And really understanding millennials and what's needed and wanted um, and not judged and evaluated. I mean, these men and women are very powerful. And when you channel and understand them, you can, you know, get – get where you want to get. I mean, you know, they were raised by helicopter parents who hovered over them. They're more realistic. They're innovative. They're confident. They're impatient. They're demanding. And I like these challenges. You know, they want to know the why first. They actually like challenges. They want to fix them. You know, they, they're, they're taking on global warming. They're taking on purposeful things in the world, which I think is awesome. And, you know, they have a low t- tolerance for boredom. They require a high level of stimulation. We retire- <laughs> require a high level of stimulation. And we're digital natives. We want everything at twitch speed. You know what I mean? So right. I'm looking at I'm looking at a practice, and I look at it in a few ways. First of all, 50% of workers in a dental practice in 2018 are going to be millennials. So if you're sitting out there and you're an all-millennial practice, good for you. Most aren't. That's like brand new. But most are like what I call hybrids. You know, they got the older group that when the new innovative person comes in, they complain about their phone use. They're complaining about their work ethic. They're, um, they're, then when they innovate, they try to kill them off because that's a threat to their position. So it creates cultures that are disruptive right now. And knowing how to maneuver your way through this is a big deal. And that's one thing. And the, the three things millennials want is the first thing they want is acknowledgments because what I've done is I've studied what, what we like to do. And we're doing likes on Facebook, likes on Instagram. I actually, you know, Facebook is for our parents. You know, we're doing Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat, Twitter. You know, it's a very, very different place to be. But if you're getting liked and being acknowledged and you're not getting acknowledged on the workplace, but in social media, you know, and the workplace becomes that board board place. That's why you see a lot of these we workplaces because they're being, you know, they're not, not wanting to work inside a group of people in traditional settings. And so when you set up the culture of your practice to have a lot of likes happen, and by the way, how many do you think on an average, and this is a Harvard study, uh, millennials need acknowledgements in one week. How many acknowledgements in a workplace in a week do you think they need, Naren? <laughs> 10, I'm guessing. 60. Yes. Yes. 12 a day. And if you work four days, do the math. That's 15. So they need positive reinforcement because that's what they're getting from the world that they create on social media. We create, I I sometimes use the day, but it is the way, right? Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But they want, they want acknowledgements. The second thing they want is they want to work in a purposeful place. So if you haven't created a vision, purpose, and values that's greater than your business, and it's just like we're going we're gonna to have people comfortable in a nice setting with the latest technology, that's not a vision. That's like a description of, of an old-school dental practice. You know, a, a, a vision is, you know, our company is to get 30 million people healthier by the year 2020, and we have 6 million healthier right now. So that's a game to play, and that turns your drill, fill, and bill PPO mill into a purposeful place to, to live and work. And the, the third thing is, is they like to work in collaborative settings, so, and they love to solve problems. So if you bring a problem to them, most baby boomer doctors are dictating how they want things to go versus posing a problem and having them come back with a solution, and now they own it, and they're driving it. 
and they're engaged and they're going to solve the problem. And so those are three elements of how to create um, a very healthy environment in a culture for millennials. Absolutely. And I want to talk about purpose, right? And um, most of the very, very successful entrepreneurs, they were purpose driven, right? You know, Bill Gates, when he started, wanted to put a you know, computer on every desk and, you know, Elon Musk wants to go to Musk. And I think, and one of the things I have learned uh, through the, you know, the experience of life is success is a byproduct of your commitment to serving others or uh, purpose, right? The more you focus yep. on purpose, success just happens. So the people who go after success, me, 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 what's in it for me? How is it going to help me? Usually don't get anywhere. They're just going round and round. People who go after purpose and commit themselves, they have amazing success. And what you're saying is these digital natives, these millennials, that's kind of how they were brought up because, you know, like um, when you were growing up, I, I, I don't want to date you, but I, I'm 42, but like, you know, we didn't have to work. At least I didn't have to work to buy things. My parents provided everything, right? So yep. what motivates us is something more than just, oh, I need to do this to survive. And I think purpose is kind of what, can motivate them, right? Something that's bigger than themselves. And um, no doubt. Yeah, so that's interesting. And you also talked about a few other points, which I totally, totally like, you know, this idea of collaboration and autonomy and freedom. So they, they want freedom. And, and I think the other lesson they have learned is uh, watching their parents, you know, be loyal to a company and just do their time that, uh, you know, um, uh, there's no guarantee uh, for hard work. In other words, just because you work hard, you're not going to be okay. The world is going to change. So they believe in smart yep. work. They want to do it the smarter way, you know, press a button and Uber shows up as opposed to stand in the cold and get into an, you know, smelly cab and, you know, uh, mm. uh, talk to somebody who's on the phone all, the whole time. You know what I mean? Because he I do. Created. So, but millennials said, no, that's not good enough. <laughs> I can have something better. And Uber was born. Yeah. So interesting. And that, so, yeah, ahead. and that's, that's, why, that's why it's really important. Um, we had to reinvent um, some of the models for retention, for team retention, because the turnover was so high. It wasn't because, you know, if you don't look at your practice as a product that somebody buys into as a job every day, um, we create. We had to create things like the dream, um, the dream program, where we create. Everybody has to write a hundred dreams down, and we fulfill on those dreams. So when you tie your business to helping millennials fulfill on their dreams, like I have people here that you know wanted to get married and not have debt. I have people here that wanted to travel to Tokyo. I, they want experiences too. They don't. They're not buying things. So they're. That's why there's been more retail closures in 2017 than there was in 2008 with the recession. So when you understand all these dynamics at play here, you create experiences. And that's really also what the consumer is buying today. They're buying experiences. So if you don't reinvent your, business, your dental practice into an experiential thing that they can't get anywhere else, and you don't create, if you don't create your culture to be a, a fulfiller of people's dreams and experiences that work there, um, and by the way, if you're a baby boomer, who doesn't want this stuff? Like, that's why these millennials are getting bad rap. But this is like universal gifts that we thought we had a slave over just because of the way we were brought up in the time in the world where our grandparents came from the Depression and they said, hey, you, you know, you got to work hard to make it. 
you know, and then the next generations were like things were taken care of. You got helicoptered over and then hovered over and, and that changed the dynamic. And that's the only thing that changed. We're still human beings down deep inside and we still want the fundamentally the same thing. We just approach it a little differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. I know we both love marketing and I know we both love technologies and I know you have just a lot of insights around how to maximize technology in organizing your marketing plan. Can we talk about that, um, Gary? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's unleash it. So, and I also know you have something called Gabe Do It, which is a one-hour marketing execution strategy for the entire year. So, um, yeah. Take us, take us into it. I mean, I run a done-for-you marketing company, but you have lived and breathed marketing right from the day you know you became an entrepreneur. Like you said, you started a marketing company, and then you then got into the business of helping others grow their practices with coaching. So share your thoughts, share your insights. Like how do you see the world today? How can we leverage technology and marketing? Yeah, it's really good. Well, first of all, um, we both have done for you marketing, but the difference is, is that you're brilliant in the area of SEO, in the area of um, taking, um, you know, um, I love what you've done with being able to take an audio um, review and turn it into a video review. It's brilliant. Like you're, what you're doing in the areas that you're doing it is brilliant. And our um, done for you marketing is a complement of that. So um, here's what we believe. We believe that um, a dental practitioner should spend most of their time in the clinical side of dentistry. If you're doing anything, my, my philosophy is if you're doing anything but spending one hour working on your practice and doing dentistry the rest of the time, if you're going to be a sole proprietor, if you're going to be a multiple unit user, um, I created GABE, and GABE stands for Gamification, Accountability Coaching, Behavior Dashboarding, and an Engaged Learning Center. And inside of this, is we have a 60 minute marketing program that's done for you. So we believe that everything should be on a platform. So we have an app that launches all these things. So the first thing is, is that if you don't set up your business, you don't know how much marketing you need. See, most dentists think that they need marketing, but there's three ways to build a business, Darian. It's our care system. It's an acronym that stands for CA, which is increasing case acceptance, R, which stands for increasing retention, and E is the experience and acquisition of new patients. And so most people only so focus on, on the new patient, and that's what I used to do when I did direct marketing. And what I found was that if we plug the hole of having people lack, leak out the back and not come back through hygiene, and then when we increase case acceptance, the measures just catapult and you don't need as much marketing as they thought you needed because most practices are a new patient marketing machine. They're just churning patients in the front door, out the back. And we have the stats on this. The average practice has 20% of its patients coming back twice. We get that to 80%. The average practice has anywhere um, case acceptance rate from 14 to 20 to, to 34%, depending on if it's a new or existing patient. So if you clean this area of your practice up, um, increasing retention, increasing case acceptance. You don't need to work as hard and you don't need to see as many patients and you don't need as much marketing. So you definitely need marketing to fill in, but it's not the primary purpose. It's building the rest of the business. So that's, that's step one. Any, any thoughts or questions about that? Yeah, I, I think I want to piggyback on that. I think I totally agree with you. Like um, I was listening to, I mean, we had a, we have a client and um, we believe in this idea of marketing, which is getting people to know you, choose you, and trust you. So know you is 
you know, like you talked about SEO, a good website, the basics, right? It works on mobile and so forth. But just because they know you, they don't have to choose you. So to help them choose you, we both believe in Dr. Robert Cialdini. So that's, you know, positioning the doctor as an authority. So we use something called doctorandme.tv where people can, you know, uh, where doctors can be featured and those videos can be used on the website, on Facebook and various places. Um, of course, there are other principles we can use um, and there are other things you can do to make the patients want to do business with the practice. Reviews is another big piece, right? Social proof. How do we help get reviews? And then how do we use those reviews in the moment of purchase? Um, you know, you can do chatbots. So you engage them and you make them want to come in. So that's all great. Now the person is calling on the phone, ring, ring. The person answers. But I was listening to two phone calls yesterday with a client of mine. And even though this is not my cup of uh, tea, you know, I, I'm not into coaching, but I just wanted to help him out because he was, you know, having some challenges. And uh, I realized um, they were not doing some basic things. Again, I don't like, I don't believe in scripts. I believe in checklists where people know what they're trying to accomplish. They, this person answering the phone who has been doing it for 15 years, forgot that her job is to make the patient feel like he or she is important you know, asking them, why did they call, you know, what their concern is, you know, you know, listening to the concern, calling them by their first name. Uh, she was getting interrupted two times. She puts them on hold for two minutes, you know. Um, so the person, when they call, they thought highly of the practice. That's why they called. But in that first phone call itself, she, the patient starts creating, you know, having self-doubt because she was not focused on me. She was not listening to my needs. She was distracted. She didn't even know my first name. And also the person didn't take control of the phone call, right? It was going here. It was going there. It was going all over the place, you know? So I, I kind of agree with you. Like um, marketing is useless if the rest of the business doesn't provide this experience, this, uh, uh, because, you know, people have choices today, right? And they can figure out what their choices in two seconds by just typing in a keyword in Google, you know, hey, I don't like this, I'll go yeah. somewhere else. That's right, and and to add to that, like just to give you a quick slice of our philosophy, um, it, first of all, we work with the person, who the person is as an individual. So most people at a dental office relate to them as a piece of furniture, I'm a front desk person. Mm -hmm. So they relate, to, it's, we work on first, you talked about purpose earlier, we rename each of the positions. So we call them dofies. A dofi is a director of first impression. And so once they step into the shoes of a dofi, you know, it's a context shift. It's not a content shift. So it's not like checking boxes offices, like you said, or giving them a script. What it's about is it's about who you're going to be as it relates to when that phone call comes in. If you're a director of first impressions, the first impression of putting people on, not using their name, putting them on hold twice they automatically change their behaviors when they know that they're not a piece of furniture. They relate to themselves as a dofi. And then once you have that, we have our bonus system built on that position. So what we do is we, we, give, we give them what their measures are, and it's equal to or greater than what the doctor needs to produce and the hygienist needs to produce. And then we give them a bonus only when we collect the right amount of money in the month. So we, we shift the context and we call them something different. Like we have dofies, we have high geniuses, we have ninjas. A ninja is, no, I'm not just an assistant. We have leader among leaders or associates, right? 
we have we reinvent the position. They relate to themselves newly, and then we we train them up on how to deal with that position. And even your dog's happy right now. It's awesome. <laughs> He's excited. Uh, I, I I agree with you. I mean, um, coming back to what you're talking about, this is what Stephen Covey talked about in the book. You know, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, just by changing the map, just by changing the way they look at the world, you can create unbelievable change, right? He calls it paradigm shift. So you start by giving them a new mindset, a new way of looking at the world, a new purpose. Of course, the the role itself comes from their purpose. Am I correct? Yep, you bet. Right. So let's continue. So I had I had my I had my uh, I had my noise box come on. Um, I have a sound machine when I'm I'm just speaking to our community, so we have fun doing that. So that's what you heard in the background. So <laughs> you hear a sound machine. Anyway, it's a crazy podcast today, Narian. Are you having fun? I'm having a lot of we, fun. We have <laughs> we have dogs. We have dogs barking. We have sound machines going off, and I uh, hope the listeners are having a good time tonight. Absolutely, I'm having fun. So I guess, <laughs> anyways. Um, so let's continue, Gary. Yep. Yeah, so we were talking about the Gabe system and what makes it unique in marketing. So we first talked about you, marketing is not the only thing. There's two types of marketing. There's external, which is what you're talking about, going outside the four walls of your practice. And then there's internal, which we're talking about um, increasing, because we believe that marketing is generating interest. And then we believe registration is the commitment that somebody makes to choose you, whether they give you time, money, energy, or uh, information. And so marketing is the same thing, whether you have systems internally or systems externally. So what it takes, the, the same philosophy that it takes to get somebody to phone or opt in to your practice is the same philosophy we use when we educate team members because it's all marketing. Marketing is did you gain the interest of the patient or did you force something on them? And if you gain the interest of the patient, they come to you and they raise their hand and say, I want to get this out of my mouth and how do I fix it? Not like the movie Hitch. You ever see the movie Hitch? It's really funny. There's no, uh, Will Smith. Is, you've got oh, to watch the clip. I, I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah I think that's where he, he's, uh, he, he helps uh, get, get, get women, right? <laughs> is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, right. yeah, and then he's, teaching, he's teaching him on the stoop of his house in New York how to kiss a girl. And he goes, you go 90% in and let the girl come 10%. And, and, and he didn't do it. He just smashed his lips on the other guy and he didn't let the girl come 10%. And that's what we do in a dental practice internally. We, we, we don't let the patient come the last 10%. And all of our systems are having the patient come to you versus you forcing like telling people what they need. Cause when you tell somebody what they need, here's what they go. I don't need anything. Nothing hurts. Right. That's what happens. Right. And then they come into hygiene. They go, you're just going to clean my teeth. I can go brush my teeth and floss at home. And I'm going to do something more fun than that. And so the, the value proposition is not created. And we created a system that actually gets that done. Um, and it's our complete called our complete health um, uh, dentistry system, which is whole body health, whole body um education on the mouth and its body and how the impact it has on your longevity and sustainable health. And when you, when you, when you build a practice that has that purpose, um, you do more dentistry and you do better dentistry. And then you get your team set up with these new um, ways of being like dofies and ninjas and high geniuses. It's fun for them. They step into that role and now all of a sudden they play a different game. So that's the first part. And then 
we do have a marketing program for um, We Have Done For You Marketing, which we believe um, you should just type in your address, upload your logo. We built a software that deploys your entire annual marketing program from start to finish. And that this includes, see, this is where our, our, our vehicles support each other. This is posting social media, um, all this complete health. So like preventing dementia, um, Alzheimer's, you know, all the science, we have all the science behind this, heart attack and stroke prevention, um, you know, um, your mouth and pregnancy. So like all these dynamics that are at play, the higher value proposition, and we have a deployed system where, where we send out newsletters that they just pick and choose and they are, they're automated and they go out. We have um, social media, Post. We have in 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 office posters, save the date, referral cards um, that you can immediately send them to FedEx um, office and get them all printed, so you don't have to think about that. With your logo on it, um, all the tools that we use for internal marketing, we have something called the Healthy Mouth Baseline, and you can go to Floss Across the World uh, to get these for free. Some of these items, FlossAcrossTheWorld.org. And there's downloadable um, healthy mouth baselines, and that's a keystone for us, meaning if you don't have a healthy mouth baseline in your practice, the patient thinks everything health is healthy, and the team doesn't have an agreement for what's healthy and what's not. So that's, these are all the tools that we have. And then we have one um, new program that has blown the doors off of everything, which is called our Masterclass. And our Masterclass is this. We set up um, an entire marketing uh, program once a month, so posters, um, cards, um, in-office um, treatment room cards, um, emails, uh, email um, drip campaigns. These are all, this is all done for you with your logo and everything on it. Social media posts. And here's the other thing about social media posts. We're, we're able to link up with each of your team members are, that are on your team that have like 256 on the average um, friends and family that you, you have been able to get them as referrals. We can now deploy marketing through those channels and get your entire team now because then they're going to, they're the perfect person to get referrals, but they don't ask for them. So we saw that. So we automated that system for them. And then we have these master classes once a month. So we have the best experts in the world. And you said something profound. You said that Cialdini believes is setting up the local doctor as the authority. Well, we have the people, the best people, we have MDs that are talking about heart attack and stroke. And then imagine an MD validating your, the dentist who, um, who, who, who now becomes the expert in preventing heart attack and stroke through oral inflammation and back, bacteremia and, and, and managing airway and managing inflammation. And these practitioners, like we have sleep in April, we have Michael Gelb, we have Chip Whitney, we have, we have all these people in the masterclass, we have an automated landing pages. And so you get all your leads and the patient can make appointments to come in and see you in your hygiene department. So this is a great internal reactivation system um, and it's all done for you. So it's really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, we, we, we also believe in similar things, you know, like, so we have something called done for me social and same concept. So we, uh, you know, create the graphics and customize it and send it. And sometimes it's about health Excellent. tips and, uh, you know, so, but I, I think you, you hit on something very interesting, especially the millennials. And to be honest, everyone, like they want to play in their unique ability. They don't want to do things they're not good at. So what we realized is by doing done for you solutions, we really meet their needs, but of course it has to work. It has to produce the phone calls because, you know, um, yep. they're demanding, they want results. 
Yep. And, and what, like to give you an example of the type of doctors that work with us, like um, we just got hired by um, a guy who wants to travel in a bus, like a VW bus from, um, he wants to uh, kite surf from Alaska to Chile and he wants to run his practice. So he wants to, he wanted a way to do that. Like that's, that's the type of client we're getting because we have it all done for you. Everything automated. You don't have to think anymore because we have our dashboard that once we put the game of gamification in and we know what the measures are per position, we then have our dashboard in real time, like Fitbit. Cause one of the things that happens is, you know, the old school model is pull reports. And by the time you pull reports, you're getting lagging information rather than leading information. So the whole concept, when I saw this Fitbit, I was like, we need to have this in dental practices in real time. So we, we now have a dashboard of the measures that everybody needs to do every day. And they're looking at their measures throughout the day to see if they're hitting their number. And then we give them a Scooby snack, Naren. We give them a Scooby snack at the end of each day, as long as they hit their number. And then it adds up at the end of the month. And it only gets paid when the doctor can pay his or her own bills. So it's a, we call it the triple win bonus system. But it's a very profound model where you don't have to pull reports to know your numbers, your numbers are right in front of you. Like if your goal for the doctor is to, um, as an assistant is to produce $5,000 a day with your doctor, you know where you are throughout the day and you're causing it in real time. And if you hit 4.50 and it's three o'clock, you're going to hygiene, you're looking for incomplete treatment to make sure that you're gonna hit your number by the end of the day and you get paid to do that. And now we have the team member focused in on the currency that the doctor needs to produce, which is revenue dollars. And that's how, that's the scoreboard for how healthy we're getting patients. Right. Right. Um, so the masterclass, is that a website for that Gary? Yeah, there's, it's, uh, it's in Gabe works. So once you sign up that it's only for, it's an exclusive offering for, um, uh, people that, that do the GabeWorks system. So it's GabeWorks.com and it's in there. And you'll be able to, you know, and, and we can educate you through once you uh, say, hey, I'm interested in that, the masterclass we lay out. And that's just for inner circle people. That's not for the lay person outside of that. Because if your practice is not set up as a complete, what we call a complete health practice, it, it won't work to have the masterclass because these doctors are going to be talking about, you know, whole body health. And if you're a drill fill and build um, practice, it's not going to work because you're going to have the demand and, and we, we, we would not allow doctors who are not set up to use that system. You know, it's, a, it's, it's an advanced system or the first level system, but you have to have the basics in it. Right. Right. That's the biggest flaw I see in marketing. You know, guys are using Groupon and stuff. They get patients in and they're, they're buying on price and then they're trying to sell whole, whole, uh, you know, you know, whole mouth reconstructions and they got a mismatch from their marketing and that's why it doesn't work. So we believe that everything should line up like, you know, what your beliefs are, how you answer the phone, how you present in hygiene, how you present, how the doctor presents, everything needs to line up because if it doesn't, you have a mismatch and then you have a lot of upset people along the way. Um, I, I just, a doctor just signed on with us that, you know, they were just telling them, Hey, bring anybody in. Like if they have insurance, they don't have insurance. And this guy's the total fee for service. And you know, he's, he, his team has an integrity issue about it because they're not really telling the truth. You know, I understand the concept of getting the patient in, but if you're a super high end practice, and you you tell them, man, hey, we'll, we'll let you know when you get in, and then they get in, and they don't they don't take anything, um, you know, it just causes disruption for everybody. Right, right. 
No, I mean, you talked about some really interesting uh, points. Again, Dr. Cialdini talks about consistency, right? So if you're grabbing yeah. somebody on a Groupon ad, uh, that person is not looking for, you know, improving their health. That person is not the kind of person who would pay more because of organic, uh, you know, the food is organic, right? So he's going to nickel and dime. He's going to look at, um, you know, medicine as like, oh, uh, it's, it's a commodity, you know, who can give me cheaper, faster and so forth. He's not going to appreciate, he's not going to value you, right? So you are in this race to the bottom, you know, taking insurance and, you know, um, doing things where uh, you are working, you know, for cents on the dollar because of the mindset of the person you're attracting and the mindset of the way you run your business. And if I'm yeah. working in that practice, I don't feel fulfilled because I don't feel like the clients appreciate what I do. You know, they don't appreciate yep. the health uh, benefits that I bring to them if I'm a hygienist. Or, um, so it, it's interesting. So it has to be all aligned. If it's not aligned, exactly. it's not going to work. Exactly. And that's why you keep hearing me say the statement, we believe. And um, what we found is, is that you should write down a series of we believe statements because marketing has also shifted from the old model, which has been male-based masculine based, which is push yourself on other people. You know, in Canada, in, in BC, out on the West Coast, you're not actually allowed to use like, um, you know, rated number one in, in Deep Cove, BC, by the newspaper, like you can't like they're, they're like limiting now marketing. I was up in Canada, the Pacific Dental Association last last week. And, um, and so because that that old school, like, we're the best and here's why is gone and people aren't responding to that. Here's what they're responding to, the feminine attraction energy. And that comes from what we call the we believe statements. And we believe statements are, you know, like I've been saying, we believe that, you know, a dentist should not have to do anything more than work an hour extra out of uh, chair time hours. If you want to be a practicing dentist or if you want to be an entrepreneur, you should have everything centrally located to an app that you can run all, all your businesses from. Like those are we believe statements. And if somebody's listening to this and they go, yeah, well, I believe that too. I want to learn more. Now they're going to call us and see that when, when, when the consumer is making the choice based upon what the belief, the aligned beliefs are, when we get calls, our close ratios are, we're 85%. So when somebody calls us, you know, they used to be 60%. It was because we were attracting everybody that wasn't a good fit for us. But now that we, sh we shifted into we believe statements, um, we just get the right people knocking at our door. Like when they understand this is a purpose-driven company, we're about making a difference while doing well, doing well while doing good. We believe that your ego is not your amigo, so we help you get past your mind. We believe in the private practitioner, not in corporate dentistry. So when we say all these we believe statements, they go, yep, 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 that's me. I'm the right guy for that guy. And now all of a sudden they're coming in lined up, and our, I, I don't have to waste a lot of time on people that are not a good fit for us. Right. You know, that's an excellent point. Um, I think um, you talk, we call it mindset. So we looked at our most successful clients and they have three mindsets. One is they appreciate self and others, uh, you know, because, um, you know, um, I don't know, like I've, I think life is too short. 90% of our clients stay with us year after year. And, uh, you know, they all have these three mindsets. They appreciate self and others. The second mindset we noticed is they, they, um, they, they have a growth mindset. So they're looking at the glass as half full. Who do I thank for the half full part? And what can I do to make it even more full as opposed to it's half empty? Who do I blame? And uh, then we go round and round by trying something new, like, you know, like a monkey 
jumping from branch to branch. So people who don't have the growth mindset and who have the scarcity mindset, they never work out with us. The last mindset is teamwork. You know, they, they, they understand they are really good at their unique ability and they appreciate others who are good at unique ability within their team plus with us. Um, so it's a partnership. It's not like, you know, uh, vendor, you know, company relationship. And when you are a partner sitting side by side looking at a problem and finding a solution, it's fun. And if you're not having fun, you're not going to get good ideas. You're not going to be creative. It's just going to be, you know, um, like drudgery. So, um, so I think that's a good point. Even, you know, we, we kind of learned it, but we use a different name for it. But it's really, you know, do we have similar belief system? Do we have similar ways, ways of looking at the world? Exactly. Like you don't like to be wrong about your beliefs. These are our beliefs. So instead of like saying, I'm going to change my beliefs when you call, I'm going to espouse my beliefs and then you're going to line up with those beliefs and then my life becomes easier. And um, when you do this in a dental practice, you just have everybody on the team write them up. And as long as that, those are all the things that you believe, you film each one and you put that montage on your homepage. And it's amazing because now you have a differentiator. Because when we look at marketing, we look at it from this perspective. We believe marketing should be awareness, differentiation, trust, then registration, then ambassadors. And so the, that five-step process um, you know, first, first, if somebody doesn't know you, like you said earlier, that's not going to, they want to know you. So like becoming aware that you're out there, right? Then they, right. the first question they ask is what makes this guy or gal different? The we believe statements differentiate you from everybody else. Cause everybody else has a picture of a dentist looking off camera, talking about his, his or her philo- general philosophy, and then maybe doing an office tour. And you know, that's okay, but most of it's vanilla, we find. But when you have an entire team sharing what they believe, and it's a rotation of clips with good music in the background, it's like, oh, man, that's my place, you know. And so, and then the trust factor is like doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. That's what people are judging you on, whether, whether you actually are matching up with your promises. And we make sure that everything matches up, because if you're not matching up with your promises, um, what happens is the pair people lose trust internally. Like if you don't see them on time when they come in, if they're waiting around, if you made promises to educate them and they're not educated, all those things. Um, and, and then you just blow away the expectations and then they want to register. And registration is a key thing that's missing, I believe, in dental practices. You know, you can get the patient to call, like you said earlier, Nadir, and, and, but, it, but if they don't know how to convert and get that person to say yes, commit, block their schedule and come in, then that's a missing element and most people don't feel deserving of that and that's what i love about what you said is they they um, acknowledge themselves and others you know what i mean they value themselves and others and i think that the companies that do that well with raising the self-esteem of their their team members then when it comes time to deliver and ask for the business they can just say yes right and um i want to give a resource to people there's a i'm sure so many of our listeners have seen this there's simon sinek uh, he wrote he gave a talk a ted talk called how great leaders inspire action and he talks about you know martin luther king did not say i have a plan he said i have a dream right what is what did he believe and um, people identify with the why not the what you know dell said here is my pc with here are the specs nobody cared apple said we believe you know in building beautiful products we believe in products that are easy to use, right? And people identify with that. And uh, oh yeah, and uh, they will stand in line even before they know what the product is. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And if you listen to Simon Sinek's uh, work on why, everybody thinks that like people buy on why. But if you listen to him, what he's really saying is he says we believe 23 times at the end of his talk, that 60-minute talk yes. on why. And it's really about we believe statements. And that's what he's really saying is like the why is what you believe in. And, you know, he talks about how Apple products and IBM products are still a computer, but it's like Apple believes that you should think differently. And you can see, like, I would never be seen with a PC because I think very differently than everybody else. And that just says that I think the same if I'm using a PC. Right, right. So we identify with those whys, not with the what's. It doesn't matter what, you know, what the CPU is. And we don't even know. We don't even care. And I know a lot of dental offices, they focus on, I have this machine, I have that machine, I can do this, I can do that. But customers really don't care about the what, they care about the why. Well, we need to lock down on this one right here because so many practices are still selling. They think they're selling a product and a service. They're not. They're selling an experience. And when people feel loved, cared for, and and they feel in control and they feel like they've gotten value to what's important to them. We call it their personal motivator. When you can identify a person's personal motivator, they feel like you understand them, know them, that you can speak to them in a way that nobody else could understand them and take the time with them. Like that is what people buy. People don't know, you know, they don't care what you know. They want to know that you care and they want to know that the experience that they're going to have is unlike anybody else's. And so that allows the um, practices to explode because it's the intangible. You know what I mean? Right. And it's I the think, thing you can't put, you can't put your finger on. Right. And I think it's, it has become more important because um, if you look at the human needs, right, significance has gone up and up and up because we pretty much have everything, right? I mean, a hundred years ago, people were happy just to have three meals, you know, and they were happy to live till they're 25 or 30 years old. 30 years of age. Now people are living till they're 80 and um, only 2% of the time goes into farming, right? Only less than 2% of the people work in farming, which means 98% mm -hmm. of our time we are focusing on things we don't really need, right? Things exactly. Need to have. Yeah. So what is the one need that is still the most important need? Making fee people feel important, Ma making people feel that they matter, making people feel cared for and, uh, Things like Facebook, you know, because of this constant, you know, nobody puts their real life on Facebook. They put their perfect life on Facebook, right? So when they're bombarded with, you know, look at my cousin who is having a perfect, you know, child and look at my sister who's going on a perfect vacation, et cetera, et cetera, they feel not that cared for, not that important. So uh, especially as a, as a small practice who's going against corporate dentistry, which can compete with you on price and whatnot. You can really go after significance. You can make, go after making people feel important. That's something that the corporate dentistry can, you know, not easily duplicate because it's human to human relationships. It's people to people, you to team, team to the patient. That's right. And one of the things that doctors are probably sitting in right here going, they, I can't afford another person. Because like you spoke about that woman who is on the front desk who was interrupted twice. And most practices that are small have one person at the front desk. We believe that every, every airplane should have two pilots in it. And um, 
you know, most doctors are going, I can't afford more payroll. Well, that's why you hire somebody that can guide you because I can show you how you can pay for that person in the first week that they're there. Um, but you would not make that decision if you're struggling to launch a business and you're just starting out. You would not make that decision. But what you're doing is like it's sort of like when corporate um, restaurants open up, they bring people in from other restaurants that they have so that the experience is amazing. They don't bring all the fresh people in there because then the experience is going to stink. And here's what we've learned that the first 500 people that patronize that business help it scale faster because when you have the experience to be full experience, not someday when, when you get more money, then you're going to hire more people, then you're going to do this. It's going to take you that this trajectory. If we have millennial doctors out there, the trajectory of this thing takes you way longer to get where you want to be and pay off your student loans. If you're interested in getting this done right away, you're going to, we're going to help you make the decisions and train your team in the right way. And this is like a thousand dollars a month. I mean, you get your marketing, your dashboard, your training and your business model for a thousand bucks a month. I mean, that's nothing, you know, um, and you, and everything works. You don't even have to think anymore. You get alerted when you have to train somebody and then you go into the engaged learning center and we prescribe what there is to do if you have a front office person that's not converting people right so these are all the dynamics at play that, and that are vitally important in order to um, to build the practice in 2018 right yeah um, Gary um, where can people learn more about what you're doing um, like because uh, I know you give a couple of quick links but I just wanted to kind of go through the key places where they can go to get a hold of you or learn more about what you're doing? Absolutely. Well, we have, uh, you want to visit Gabe, you want to hire Gabe for a thousand bucks a month. He's at GabeWorks.com. GabeWorks, G-A-B-E, Works.com. And you can see the website there. Just, uh, you'll get, you'll be able to download a, um, a, a first chapter of my book, Dentistry for Millennials. And uh, if it resonates with you, if what you heard today resonates with you, you can, uh, we'll take you through, um, you know, a design, we design your lifestyle. We meet with you, we figure out what your lifestyle is, how much money you want to make, how much you want to work, and then we design your practice to be able to do that. And you don't have to think, you just follow it, you know, follow the system. So that's GabeWorks. And then for those that want um, more traditional hands, handheld Ritz-Carlton type uh, consulting, our flagship company is nextlevelpractice.com, nextlevelpractice.com. And that's where you get a handheld coach, everything's customized, everything, everything you get in the GabeWorks program, but it's another level if you have multi-units, if you want to um, bring on an associate, you don't know how to do it. If you're stuck and plateaued, um, that's where you would go for, um, you know, that. If you want work-life balance, those are the types of things that next level happens. And both companies work. It's just the style of delivery in which you want to have them done. So those are the two primary places to, to connect with us. Right. Right. So the big difference is one is a lot of handholding and, you know, like, like you said, it's Carlton. The other one is digital and it's more targeted to the millennial generation. Yeah. Cause they don't need to talk to people. I mean, they, they get 80% of their parenting skills from YouTube. So we designed the whole thing uh, to run from your smartphone. And then if you need interaction, you have complete email interaction with uh, an accountability coach and we're looking at your dashboard so we can alert you when we see trends going down. If you're not hitting your numbers, 
then we just, um, you don't even have to think anymore. That's, and we do that in our flagship program now. Um, the Gay Works program runs underneath it. And then we add uh, coaching. We do live events all around the U.S. Uh, we're going to the Bahamas May 3rd and 4th. Uh, we were just at our complete health practice in, in March. We're doing one in September. Those are weekend courses that I deliver. Um, and then we have a million-dollar airway, and we have million-dollar um, hygiene courses throughout the U.S. I'm doing 40 dates this year, my man. Noreen, I'm like, I'm a road warrior in seat 1A, baby. Um, and I'll tell you, once, once a luxury, once experienced is a necessity. So, you know, I want you guys to get, like, if you're struggling, if you're stuck, there's no need. You can break out. It's just a phone call away. Right. So definitely we'll include all of these links um, in, our, in, in our call notes so people can easily access them. Um, any yep. final thoughts, Gary, before we wrap this up? Anything you really want to share with our audience, our listeners? Yeah. Um, if you're wherever you are right now is perfect. I know that that might be hard to hear if you're really struggling, but if you're, if you're successful and you want to go to super success, that's available to you. Um, if you're struggling and you want to get past where you are, that's available to you. And if you want to, if you're sitting in corporate dentistry and you want to break out and have your own brand and create your own world, um, that's available to you too. And, and everything we do is guaranteed return on investment. We make sure we pay for ourselves. And uh, I do have a program to start um, is a one month program with me. And that's available to uh, people on this podcast where you would get a one month session with me and I can go through the details. If you reach out to, uh, I'll give you the phone number to call 212-388-1712. We're here in New York city, 212-388-1712. And we, we serve Canada, the 50 States and the Caribbean and New Zealand. We just picked up New Zealand. So, um, you know, we're, we're a global company and, um, you know, we're here to serve. I really, really enjoyed talking to you today, Gary, and I learned a lot from you. And, uh, and I think a lot of the principles you talked about today, which is, uh, you know, about, um, you know, focusing on the, on the patients, providing a great experience, understanding the millennial mindset. And again, like you said, it's not just for millennials, but it's for everyone, um, you know, um, providing, um, you know, like uh, getting them to commit, right? The patients, um, finding alignment. You talked about we believe statements. These are all amazing ideas. It sounds so simple, but and that's because you have done this for 25 years and you've thought about it. So you kind of able to, you know, simplify it for the rest of us. Um, so I think all these ideas are extremely powerful and, um, and um, I want to see our listeners learn from you. And I also noticed your website has tons of digital eBooks and uh, pot, you know, audio books and so forth. So um, I think if people are just interested, they could just start by downloading an eBook for seven bucks uh, or, you know, uh, getting an audio book. Yep. Yeah, those are good places to start to get more. And, um, you know, again, I, I, uh, am I, I'm going to give my personal email out here. Um, it's Gary at nextlevelpractice.com, Gary at N-E-X-T-L-E-V-E-L practice.com. And if you have any, I always like to hear from listeners. Um, if, if I inspired you or you, you know, you want to chat with me, uh, it's a good, good place to reach me. Thank you very much. So thank you very much for sharing your personal email. Uh, and, uh, and do you reply to your email? So, 
Uh, Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I I make sure. No, that's integrity is the foundation of our work. And when I make a promise, we deliver. And if we don't, we acknowledge it. So that's that's how we build trust. And and um, I care deeply about people. And that's why and I love to connect with people. And that's why I offer offer that because I know most people don't don't reach out. They go, I don't want to bother that guy. He's too busy. And I'm just a street. I'm just a street kid from Jersey who had a dream. And I'm living my dream now, and I want to give that away to other people, and that's what I stand for. Right. Thank you very much, Gary, for taking your time today, and hopefully we can, um, you know, talk again about, you know, some specific topics. You know, I know we were very high level today, and we talked about Works, which is your latest creation. So I know it's like a baby for you, and you love it, and you believe in it. Uh, but hopefully, you know, we could talk again, and maybe we can talk about specific topics if you have the time. I know you're traveling, so finding the time is going to be challenging, but, you know. I'm all in. I'm all in. You're an amazing man. I really admire you a lot. I, I have the privilege of going on a lot of podcasts, and you're really an amazing man. I love how you think, and I love your philosophy, and we share a lot of the same beliefs with Cialdini and um, and his philosophies, and um, I think we're going to do some great work together, um, and it's been a privilege here to be on with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Kerry. And thank you everyone for listening. If you loved what you heard from Gary, share it with your friends. And uh, we would love to also see you write reviews on iTunes. Uh, you can access this podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, you know, pretty much everywhere you can listen to a podcast, plus the website Growing Dentist. We'll, we'll also be creating uh, nuggets uh, from Gary's quotes, uh, videos. And uh, I believe Gary also will be sharing it on his uh, Twitter and his social media. So um, hope, hope you listen to it. doesn't matter how you listen to it. Just listen to it, learn from it, share it, and tell us what you think. We do appreciate your time, and uh, we wish you the very best of success. Nice.